evening, it's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor, I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, inspire, and foster positivity and creativity worldwide through video, audio, and a spectacular literary magazine featuring writers from around the world. The newest Be Unique magazine is out right now, and you can read it online along with Be Unique Brevard magazine, the Space Coast premier magazine. Be Unique is also a media powerhouse. Not only do you get this incredible podcast hosted by me, Tony Taylor, but 11 other shows. So sit back, get comfortable, and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday night. It is 9 o'clock, and you are at Unscripted, uh, Be Unique's radio show. We are without a script, but we are not without a fantastic guest. My name is Tony Taylor. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. We have magician Eric Uhouse. Uh, he is an accomplished public school teacher and has spent the last two decades molding the minds of today's youth. But the title of a STEM teacher or teacher in general is misleading, as his real passion lies in guiding students to develop and pursue their unique definition of success. To further enhance and deliver this message, he has married it with his other passion, which is magic. In addition to teaching, Eric has volunteered over the last 18 years at a local children's hospital where he has performed magic for well over 7,000 of the pediatric patients. He has crafted a way to combine his passion for magic and education by taking it on the road both virtually and literally. Students from dozens of colleges, coast to coast, have been entertained and educated by Eric's performances, which include a discussion of how to craft their unique definition of success. Whether it's called motivational magic or magic with a message, Eric is living out his goal of creating an army of successful students. Eric Uhas, welcome to Unscripted. Thank you for joining us this evening. I uh, Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And I do want to tell this uh, to the listeners. It is Unscripted. He has not sent me a list of questions. I have no idea what's going to come my way tonight, um, but we're going to have some fun regardless. And boy, are you in for it. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, actually, it is unscripted, and, and, and believe me, this has been a challenge over the last couple of days in learning all about you. I, I, I got to tell you, Eric, um, this show is magic for me personally because I consider what you do and how you do it magic on so many different levels. So many different levels. And uh, if I can share a personal story um, before we begin, um, 
I had the uh, chance. Eric, uh, Eric is has has just done what a lot of um, entertainers, a lot of professionals, have done throughout this entire situation with COVID. He has taken this horrible situation that we were all faced with, and turned it into a positive for himself. And that, and by that, I mean, Eric decided that you know what, if he couldn't come to people, if he couldn't bring his talent, his passion, his joy to people. He was going to do it through the internet, and that's exactly what he's done. And we're going to touch on that. We're going to touch on that tonight. We're going to touch on a lot of other different subjects too. But Eric, first and foremost, I want to start at the very beginning, and that is, as an 11-year-old, what got you fascinated with magic? It's it's a real simple story. Um, a lot of magicians have the story of the uncle gave them a magic hit. I didn't have an uncle give me a magic hit. But what I did have was I was walking out of church on Sunday, and there was an older gentleman. He was in the Air Force. He said, hey, can I borrow your jacket? And I, I said, I don't know what you're going to do, but sure, here, you can take my jacket. And he proceeded to make a red silk appear out of, out of a jacket and then disappear back into the jacket, then reappear and, and disappear. Now, this is a classic of magic if you're familiar with magic at all. But for an 11-year-old who had never seen magic close up before, that was amazing to me. And I have to give the guy credit. His name's Jeff Moore. He's not a professional magician. I think he actually is a minister in Oklahoma somewhere now. Um, but he took me under his wing. At that point in time, uh, I lived in Key Largo. Um, okay. So if you're not familiar with the geography of Florida, the Florida Keys are off the tip of Florida. Key Largo is the first mm-hmm. one. We went to church up in Miami. And this guy, Jeff, would drive all the way down from Miami, pick me up to take me to the one magic shop that was in Miami. Um, so he was just a, a, a tremendous force in getting me involved in learning magic. Uh, so that's kind of the, the real quick synopsis. But it was really okay. – it's just like anything else with people. There's a journey that goes on and, and a growth and a plateau and a growth and a plateau. Um, mm-hmm. But that, that's the kind of the, the quick synopsis of how I really got into magic. But how did you really get into magic in the sense of – bringing it to people publicly. Okay. So that's another story. That's another question, which is a great question. Uh, so over the years, I, I learned, I'd learned a little bit and then I learned a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then as mentioned, it was 18 or 19 years ago. Um, I reached out to Arnold Palmer hospital, which is in Orlando, Florida. Uh, yes. Arnold Palmer, the golfer. And yeah. I said, Hey, listen, I've, I've, I've got a show. I've got a 25 minute show. I'd love to come and volunteer and just do a show for, for the patients there. And they said, okay. And then I got done, and they said, you did a great job. Would, would you like to come back? And I said, okay. And, then I, and they kept asking me back, and then finally they're like, hey, we really would like you here on a regular basis. So can we put you through the process and, and kind of make you a staff member so you can actually go room to room oh, and wow. do what are called bedsides. And, and by doing the bedsides, the kids who can't come together – then you can go and do magic for them one-on-one. Oh, and that, wow. that was the, the trigger in my – when they asked me to like, hey, really come back and be around a lot, that was the first time I said, hey, maybe I'm okay at this magic stuff. You know, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm okay. I, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I, and it, it's a testament to making sure if, if anyone – and I know a lot of your focus for your podcast is about artists. You've got to get out there, and you've got to meet other artists. I didn't do that. I didn't do that for years, and, and I'd have to say my magic certainly plateaued. Um, but in terms of really learning, hey, 
mm-hmm. I'm okay at this magic stuff is when, when the hospital, the folks at the hospital are like, hey, yeah, we really want you to come back, and we want you to have the freedom to, to run the hospital or run through the hospital and, and, and really impact as many of the patients as, as you can. And so that was a huge catalyst in, in, oh, in getting me to realize, hey, maybe magic's not too bad. It must be a certain other type of magic, really, to see the faces on those kids when you go in there to do your shows. What's that like? I've always said that I get more out of going to the hospital than right. I give right. because it is – it really is unbelievable. And there's a resiliency that, that you see with a child um, when they are going through chemotherapy and they've lost their hair yeah. and their eyebrows yeah. or they're going through radiation yeah. and they've got you know, right. burn spots on their skin. But they can sit there and laugh and smile oh. over the magic. Wow. And that is where it's like, oh. That's got to be the I, I can't take yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. And as you mentioned before, I'm a teacher. So when I go in the hospital, I work my full day at school, and then I go to the hospital. And um, I, there's a lot of days to the school, there was a rough day, and I go in there, and you have whatever baggage from that day. And you walk out like, oh, wow, what do I have to worry about? You know, where yeah. these kids can laugh and smile over this magic in their condition they're in right now, oh, man, it puts things in perspective. So it, it is, it's the most rewarding thing uh, gotta that, that I do. It's got to be. Is there, has there been a child that you've performed for that has just really turned your perception upside down? Uh, well, I have one? multiple stories about that. Sure. Um, let me let me uh, let me uh, uh, let me first share the one that is um, a little bit more sad or melancholy, and then I'll share okay. the one that's, that's super positive. Uh, sure. So the first one, I'm not going to say her name, um, but there's a child. She's about nine years old, bubbly, full of life, laughter that could fill the corners of the room. Right. So I walk in. I introduce myself. I begin to perform my first little magic set of about five tricks or so, and one of which is. Uh, where I take two $1 bills, and I hold them up, and I show them both sides of it, and then I change them into one $2 bill. And as I'm performing this, the line that I say uh, to to the girl was, uh, when I change it to a $2 bill, I said, have you ever seen a $2 bill before? Because a lot of people think they're fake. And this (laughs) young girl said, yes. I have some. I'll bring them in for you. I said, no, no, you don't have to do that. (laughs) I'm just performing. This is how sweet this child is. And I said, you don't have to do that. Um, and I finished performing that day, and I performed for her on several different occasions after that. Right. Um, right. It, now, eventually, uh, she was there for, for terminal reasons, so she didn't wind up losing her battle. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, I come into the hospital, and there, uh, oddly enough, there was, there was a, one of the employees there just waiting for me to, to, to show up and with a, a, a card. Mm-hmm. And I open up the card, and it was from this young girl's mother. Oh, and inside – yeah, inside were her daughter's $2 bills oh. that she had that she wanted to bring me. So, so I – wow. you know, people, people use the expression, oh, I was speechless, probably too, too frivolous because at that point in time, I had nothing to say. Like no. what do you even say to that? Um, no, so that was such an impactful thing for me. You can't. No, that's, that's got to be – that's just got to take your breath away. It really does. Yeah, it, re- it really does. But it also was a reflection of 
here's this mom, and she's just she was supported at the hospital through this right. time, and she realized how great. And, and this sounds like I'm, I'm um, praising myself, but just she realized how impactful the magic was for her child, right. and, and right. which is really neat, really awesome. But there's another, the other story I wanted to share. Okay. Uh, okay. And he and um, a young man named Matthew, and he won't have any problem in my sharing that. I, I met him <laughs> when he was like 12 or 13. And he was okay. there. Um, uh, he was had a kidney transplant and all kinds of other different things going on there. And I saw him for years. And the cool thing is, um, he gravitated to magic right away. So I would teach him some right. stuff. And wow. then finally, he actually aged out of being at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, we we got back in touch just recently. And the cool thing is, he's still doing magic. And I'm I'm helping him to to um, he's in a wheelchair. And okay. I'm helping him to, to develop his show, a virtual show, and also his, his walk-around show and performance oh, because he wow. loves magic so much. And, and so that's the, the, the weird things that by investing time there at the hospital, it, mm. it really is just kind of cool to see the impact and how it kind of bursts burst through the walls of the hospital and doesn't stop there. So. And that impact has got to be so incredible on you. You know, to take the, your, your passion, your, your, your motivation, your, your, your reason for being, which is performing magic, and then seeing it take off in another young individual who doesn't let disability uh, hinder his motivation or his faith or his, you know, his pursuit. And that's got to be something for you. And I got to tell you something on a personal level. Um, I have had the privilege on this show of interviewing so many different people and so many good people and so many fascinating people. But there's something that I learned from you that I would really like you to kind of explain more of because it's so striking to me as a person and so um, um, prolific. And, And that is the phrase you've used in some of your videos which is failure to succeed. Can you talk about that? Um, yes, yes. So the tie-in here is my, my classroom, in my classroom, I, as mentioned in the introduction, I, I love to teach the kids STEM, but I really, right. really want them to not make the same mistakes that, um, that, that I made. And so I, I want right. to teach them right. lessons that I was never taught. So I, the title of my lessons, and I've actually written a book about it, um, it's called The Right oh. Questions. And I, and I frame can, it this and way. Wait, I wait think, a minute, Eric. I'm sorry if I can interrupt you. Where, where can a person get that book? I'm actually, it's gone through the hands of a, a professional editor, and I'm, oh, I'm, right. just, I'm shopping to find, so I'm, trying to, I'm shopping to find either um, like Scholastic, if I can get in, in there, or oh, to find yes. a literary agent. Great. Uh, you know, literary agent. So, so it's, it's in the works. Uh-huh. This is not, I'm learning it is a slow process. Um, but, yes, so the, the point of this is just trying to give the framework of, of what the messages are about. Right. The right question right. is about um, all the questions that we should have been asked. And, and these are the yeah. things that if we're asked now, we can internalize them. If we reflect over them, we can live a happier, healthier, more successful life. And, and my thing that's in the, the reference, what you're saying is in some of the, the YouTube videos I put on, I'm like, I right, fail right. your way to success. Fail your way to success. I, I, I just, Eric, that is so powerful. That is so powerful because I'm, uh, you're of my generation, I'm sure. 
um, where, you know, failure was looked on or looked at as like this giant blot on yourself. It was just this horrible, mm-hmm. you can't fail, you can't fail, you know, and, and it's taken me all of these years to realize that failure is probably the most important teacher we can ever have. <laughs> it's the best teacher we can ever have. It and, is. And it's, and it's such no a, offense, an Eric. interesting thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm all for I'm all for the kids getting up and, 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 and failing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got, we, got to, we got to learn through the process. And, you know, all the questions that I put in or ask my students, and I remind them, I'm like, these are the questions that I have gone through, and these are the, the, the thoughts that I've gone through. But it's the thing about failure. Failure is an interesting uh, word to use. If you think about it like a two-year-old child, two-year-old child Mm -hmm. is learning how to walk, and they kind of stumble along, and they fall down. Like at that point in time, you want to jump up and say, stay down there, you little loser, right? (laughs) No, no, you can't do that. It's funny. People clap their hands and like, oh, you can get back up. But somewhere between 2 and 22 and 42 and 62, we change our perspective on failure. And, right. and that's, that's the, it, it's our response to failure. And one of the lines that I, I like to use is our response to failure can determine our success in life. Ah, oh, exactly. Exactly. It's, 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 our response to failure can determine our success in life. And, I, and this stems from like regrets that I carried with me for decades. That uh, finally, yeah. finally I let go of and realized I'm like, oh, my gosh, why, did that, why was that like a, a horrible thing that I thought happened in my life? And yes. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. And, um, one quick example, and I know we're getting off track, and now we're even talking about magic. No, no. Um, so we, my, we are without a script. We are without a there script. There you go. So go right away. Yeah. Uh, so my undergrad degree is in radio, television, broadcast. Okay. I was a news reporter for Fox News for like three years. Wow. And absolutely hated it. Absolutely hated it. <laughs> right. It was terrible to me. It was awful on so many le- levels. So I finished my contract, and I got out, and I, was, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And there was a right. buddy of mine who I, I, was, I was rooming with, and he was a teacher, and he just loved it. And I, you could see it in his eyes and his daily walk, and he just loved mm. teaching. So I started substitute teaching, and that's what got me in the door of teaching. Um, I went back and got my master's degree and everything. But that whole time, I sat there and regretted, like, how could I waste my four years of getting that degree? How could I waste the three years of, of, of my life working as a reporter? Right. I, I kid you not, it wasn't until like three or four years ago that I finally re- realized, hey, Eric, that was a great opportunity you had in life. Like that was a neat opportunity. Yeah. It's not a regret. It should be something that you learn from, and, it, right. and I didn't necessarily fail, but fail my way to success. Like, hey, man, that was part of my life. Don't, don't And I love that phrase. I, I tell you, I, that is one of the most powerful phrases I, to me personally. Uh, that I have learned over the course of having the opportunity and privilege of doing this show is failing your way to success. And, and it's so true. And I just, darn it, I wish that I, I had a chance to be a younger person to learn that. And I'm so thankful, <laughs> yeah. and I'm so thankful that you are in the classroom with this type of message. I mean, how do you, how do you project that message to your students because I know with testing, I know with school, there's all this emphasis of passing failure, passing failure. How do you get that idea across to your students in school? Because that's got to be magic. It's the wonderful thing is there's there's two ways it happens. One, I get the privilege of teaching STEM, so it's engineering, robotics, and they're building projects. So okay. what I get the privilege of doing is I get to give them time. 
to mess up. And then guess what? They have to fix it. They have to fix it. And they have to continually to go through that process and problem solve, which is why I love what I do um, because – and it frustrates them at times. They'll come and look at me for answers. I'm like, I don't know. It's your design. (laughs) How would you fix that problem? And I'm not trying to be the jerk, but I'm trying to stop the spoon feeding um, that that, that comes hand in hand with education. Um, right. and, and that's how I get it, get it across is one big way that I get it across to them. Uh, the other way is all the lessons that I compile in my classroom. I, mm-hmm. I, I call them bowl meetings. So the kids know they're lined out, up outside my classroom. I'm like, all right, there's a prompt on the board. Grab a piece of paper off the island and answer the prompt. So it's one mm-hmm. eighth of a sheet of paper. They, and there's the questions on the board, and that's where they have to, have to come in. And, and it could be a question like, what is, something you, what is something you failed at in life, but later on you succeeded? Mm. Uh, what is your definition of success? What value do you bring to the table? Any number of different questions that I try to get them to think deeper. Right. It's, it's, right. it's about – education is about learning how to think. Yes. But somehow that's been forgotten, right? Somehow it's like yes. let's cram for this test. Let's do this and this. Yes, it is. But the more I can encourage them to learn how to think. And, and, and get familiar and comfortable with failure, right. I mean, that's, that's, that's the cool thing. You know? That is, cool and thing. I, tell you, I tell you what, you, you really uh, – and, and I'm really interested to hear this story. Um, you really did a lot of thinking about where you were at and what you were going to do during the uh, COVID situation and our quarantine situation. So my, my question is, when did it occur to you? to take your talent and your gift for magic and decide to take it virtual. It, it, uh, uh, so many cool things have happened because of that, because I made that decision, that right. decision. So we went, we went, okay. So that was March. Things started getting hairy. Um, right. It probably was April, the April, I think April of that year okay. of 2020, Yep. That discussion I came up with, I've got some buddies yep. of mine who are, who are magicians, and I'm like, anybody going to do any virtual stuff? And I, I, kind of was, I was like, yeah, let's, let's do this. And then one of them was like, yeah. One of them was like, no. And then one was like, yes. And I was like, let's just do it. Let's do it. And which right. at that point in time, <laughs> there was a lot of challenges at that point in time because getting the, the devices and the cameras that was in high demand because everyone realized what was sure, happening in the world. Sure, so sure. It, it, it didn't come together as fast, but it gave right. me enough time to like, okay, now how do, I, how do I take the magic and how do I fit it into this screen but still be impactful and still uh, reach the audience? Uh, so it was just an, an exciting learning experience for me uh, throughout the entire process. You know, um, you learned well for, for, because – well, um, you, know, you learned well because uh, I, I can personally vouch and say for myself, you know, I, I come from an entertainment background and I've done a lot of film, a lot of TV. And sometimes, and you probably know this from your followers, you get a little jaded <laughs> at, different, at different things. And when I was told about your virtual show, um, I was kind of skeptical, no offense, Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think that, you know, a, a magician outside of the live presentation could be any kind of impact with what they were doing because all of us got frustrated. I mean, we're, we're used to it now. It's so weird the way that it's become common. But, you know, the whole Zoom aspect of life 
of, of being able to, um, you know, communicate through Zoom, which, you know, personally speaking, I find it so impersonal. But it, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, I, I will definitely give him a chance because – but I really had a lot of – I really was skeptical, and I'll be honest with you, Eric. I was. But I got to tell you, um, I saw your virtual show, and I was just as enthralled, just as excited, just as amazed and just as you know, as dumbfounded by what you were doing as I would have been had I seen you on a stage. And that isn't easy to do through a screen on a computer. So I can tell absolutely that you had done a lot of thinking about this. And had you spent time, you know, going over your show, seeing what would translate well on the screen, or was it just something you said, you know what, I'm just going to do this. How did you how did you how did you figure that out? Because I mean I gotta tell you, Eric, sorry to interrupt. I gotta tell you, I mean, I was so personally, personally involved in what you were doing uh, virtually. And it was amazing. And you know what? I'm sitting in my living room, I'm on my couch, it's the best seat in the house. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, if anybody's blocking your view, view, it's your wife's head. Tell her to move. Tell her to get out of the way because you're <laughs> blocking the TV or the computer. Um, yes, every every element of it had to be tested and tried. Now, when you saw the show, I mean that I, I that was I had performed well over a hundred of the, that wow. those shows. Okay. So it, it had been I had been through the the fires and and kind of been molded and crafted to to be pretty well polished. Uh, but it, it's like anything else uh, in starting off. You have to make the mistakes. You have to learn this right. doesn't work. And, and just as mentioned before, I had to fail my way to success. Like right. some of the right. elements that you saw were in the very first show that uh, I performed. Some of them mm. worked um, mm. because you go through and like, well, that is just, that's not reaching the audience. I'm not getting the, the, the communication and the feedback from them that I would like. Right. Let me try something else, and let me try something else. And it comes just with the trial and error, and like, oh well, that that was a bomb. Let me let me let me go and, and try a new thing. Right. And I think that that's what the if if your primary your audience are entertainers, and they can all speak to that. You just got to go have that opportunity to go out and make the mistakes because that's you the know, best way I, to learn. Like we all And I'm telling you, you know, failure to succeed. Um, I. I, I was looking over, you know, kind of like the prerequisite or kind of like the emphasis you were putting on your virtual show. And it really, you know, now that I'm talking with you now, really, really, really connects. And uh, you, were, you were giving reasons um, for, you know, why you would host a virtual show. And I love these. Mm-hmm. I think these are great. You know, um, your first one is reconnects with family, friends, and coworkers. Yes, it does. It really does that. Um, uh, because all of us are gathered. I remember I was with my wife and I was with my daughter and we were all gathered together in the living room watching your show. And yes, it does reconnect. And, and, and you know what, we're sitting here talking about it right now. And it's been, I don't know, Eric, it's been probably about five, six, seven months, maybe since I saw your show. And you say in your, you, you know, your, your site, you say it creates a lasting experience for your event. And it does. It does, because here we are still talking about it. Empowers business owners <laughs> to build a community within, the, you know, within their team. It impresses potential clients. 
I mean, all of these things that, you know, these are so well thought ideas and it, 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 on paper looking at it, it looks so simple, but it is so definite. It is so, I mean, I, you know, again, as having experienced the show, I mean, it engages, it entertains, it impresses, it empowers, it creates, it reconnects. All of those things you touched on, and I think that you know, with your virtual show, the reason why I'm floored by it, and I'm sure the reason why the hundreds of other people that have seen it are so floored by it, was your ability to connect with your audience, to make the magic seem as real as it is on that screen that we're watching. And I got to tell you, man. I, I, I just, you know, I, I just was so floored. And I've seen a lot of magi- uh, magicians, and I've seen them live. But it's the dynamics of, you know, I, I think you take it up, you take it to a new level in being able to come out of that screen and do that. And, uh, you know, I, I can probably, you know, imagine um, what it's like to be a student. Now, can you explain more about what STEM is about? Uh, so STEM, yes, STEM is kind of a new catchphrase. Uh, first of all, uh, you paid me a, a thousand compliments just now, and well, I have to humbly say thank you, a hundred percent. It's easy for uh, me, Eric, because it's true. <laughs> uh, well, 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 thank you, thank you. You're and, very it, well. and that's a tough lesson that I've, I've had to learn. I try to, to learn, because it's so I'm so quick personality wise. I want to say something smart, Alec, or something like. It just you of, never. But no, <laughs> it's just thank. It's just thank you, thank you for that. Um, You're very. Yeah, I, one of the, and I'm going to circle back to the STEM. What sure. you had mentioned about connecting with people. One of, yes. um, so a lot of the shows I've done um, have been paid by different companies, corporations, different colleges. Um, right. But uh, some of them too, uh, I just I they were, they were volunteer shows. They were because uh, I wanted to be able to connect with people and I wanted to be able to share with people. One of my favorite shows was fairly early on. Um, I reconnected with uh, one of my former students who's graduating. So I teach sixth, seventh, eighth grade STEM. Okay. Um, so now she, now she fast forward. Now she's a senior, getting ready to go off to um, the Air Force Academy. Oh wow! So I was like, hey, I would love to do a show for you and your family. And the cool thing was I was able to do a show for her and her family and both sets of grandparents who were on separate coasts, and they could oh, all wow. come together. This was, no this was at a time when, when everyone's like, we don't know. If we walk out the door, we might die. You know, it was that time period. Right. And so right. it was able to connect them together, and that's what right. is just so really awesome about, about the opportunity that, that, that I can – that I've created and, and had help creating uh, this, this cool little show. Well, you're also facing a, a huge block that a lot of other entertainers never had to face before, and that is the, you know, the restriction of being virtual. Because I know you probably are like any other entertainer in the sense of half of your energy that you collect in a show is from a live audience, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that is why when you go back to – you mentioned connecting with the audience. I put a lot of time into, okay, what is this trick and what can – how can I use this trick to connect to the audience? Oh, um, yes. So like if the, the, overlay, the show that you saw, um, the right. overlying thing is all the emo- every magical moment is connected to an emotion. And so I try to connect that emotion to the audience member, and it might be just having them reminisce about a celebrity they met, or it might okay. have them talking about 
the fear of fear that they had, and then that translates into the magical moment that I'm going to share. Uh, so that that's kind of one of those components. Of, I really gave a lot of thought to like, how can I make it, it you did. best for the you, audience? You did, and it, it, it shows. And I tell you, you know, I, I kind of it, it, it reminded me. I just had this thought right now. It reminded me of when in a live show, you know, and you've probably done this a million times. You call somebody up on stage to help with the with the mm-hmm. with the magic. And, you know, everybody, that's the thing. Everybody sitting in their living room or coast to coast feels like they're that person that's on that stage helping you. And, again, I can't tell you how difficult and how much of a talent that is to be able to reach your audience on that level. Because, you know, I was sitting here trying to think about, okay, okay, you were watching the show. It was exciting. You know, you were leaning up. You know, you weren't laying on the couch. You were leaning up. You were watching what Eric was doing. Okay. Um, why? You know, what, what was it about that? And it was, and it, and it just crossed my mind at this moment when you were talking about, um, it, it, it feel, you know, it, it almost feels like you're being put on stage and helping you. And Eric, that is, I mean, I, I can imagine, you know, you're on stage quite a bit at school and that, and that really, you know, adds to the flavor of what you do. Um, but what kind of magic do you use in the classroom to motivate and push your students to be the best they can? Ah, that, that is, that in itself is a tough question. Um, because it's just not one, it's not one thing. It is not the one thing. It is, um, if I, if I, so, okay. So if I had to give advice to an incoming teacher, right. Uh, I, I, one of the things I would say most importantly is you have to build relationship with your students. Right. Right. I think that is the biggest thing that they, you've got to build that rapport with your student. And it doesn't mean you sitting there and talking about the video games that they play, but somehow they have to know you care and some people are just exude that and, and, and people are drawn to them. I'll be right. honest, I'm, I'm not that person where people are just drawn to me. But it's when I, I find that hard time, to believe. What? But Well, I appreciate that. But it's, it's when I take the time in the classroom, like I mentioned, these bowl meetings, and I take the right. time, and each kid, I'm reading each, child, each student's response to whatever the prompt is, and I hand right. it back to them, I'm like, expand on it. Tell us more. That is the moment that, that I try to build that connection with, mm. with the student. Mm. And it really, it, this all started, all of that started a handful of years ago, uh, teaching at the school I'm at now. And we had a very rough demographic at the time. And okay. hallways was like, you'd get out of the hallway and you're like, I have PTSD. Like, this is like, it's great. And it was just driving me insane. And my, my class came in, it was my sixth period class. And I just wanted to vent. So I said, you all come over right. here, sit down. You tell me, tell me what you don't like about that hallway. And then mm. they just, we all just vented for a little bit. And it was just like this instant connection. They're like, hey, we're, yeah. we all share the same thoughts. And then it right. was like, oh, I got to use this as a teaching moment. Hey, um, so if you don't like those behaviors, maybe you can stop those behaviors on your own. And then right. maybe you can help encourage your friends not to right. have those behaviors. So then that spearheaded the next little bowl meeting and the next meeting and the next meeting. And I'm like, hey, this is something. 
Um, so going back to that original question of, of how, do, how do you uh, encourage and, and motivate the students, it starts with that. It, it re really starts with letting them know somehow that you do care. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and it's much more impactful for some students than others. I, okay. you, you, there's just no way around it. You know, I teach 150 students or so. Um, right. I can't reach everyone on, on that, that deep emotional level. But the cool thing is sometimes it's years later that I'll get these emails oh, from our students. Right, right. And they're like, they're like right. Mr. Uhouse, we didn't understand it at the time, but I'm so glad you talked oh. about blah, blah, blah. Or blah blah, and I was like, "Oh, it's that's that's where that's, that's what amazing. makes it work." That's that's got to be you know just as impactful as those kids that you entertain at the hospital. That really does mm -hmm. because I mean that has that that is that uh, those students are people that you know it sank in, but it didn't resonate until that moment they wrote you. You know, and uh, I gotta exactly. tell you again that that and it's what a reward. You know, what a reward for what you do. And right now, Eric, if you don't mind, I need to take a break, but we'll be right back with sure. you. If you would like to speak with Eric, please give us a call at 516-418-5651. That number again is 516-418-5651. We are talking with magician Eric Uhas. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. Have you ever read a web article on the internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee, Candy, and Creative, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly. Thanks for listening. And remember, the best way to be unique is to just be you. Right, we're back, and it's you're listening to Unscripted on Be Unique Radio. My name is Tony Taylor. I am with magician Eric Uhouse tonight, and we are having the time of our lives. We are focusing on the magic. Not only does he perform, but produces in the classroom as a middle school teacher. And uh, Eric, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and and talk about this other side of you that you have out on video and what you talk about. And to me, it's a very motivating factor. So would you like to talk about some of the other items that you're pushing, not pushing, some of the items that you are focusing on in your career on top of the magic? Listen, brother, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing because I want people to hear it. I want my students <laughs> to hear it, so I'm pushing it on them. It's been pushed well, then go ahead. All right, push, so you Eric. can call that. Push. Um, Remember, Eric, well, so, okay. so push. Is, <laughs> 
Uh, well, now that made me uncomfortable because it's all about me. Uh, oh, so here's the thing. So the promo you said, the, 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 what was it, coming back after the break, uh, uh, the best way, what, is it, what does it say? The best way to be unique is to be you. Um, yes. And I heard a, a fantastic quote that we're all born unique, but we die copies. Oh. And it, it just got me thinking. I was like, oh, I, yeah, it really is. And, and the message that I try to get across to my students and I had to learn in my own life is like, yeah, let me, what is the best way that I can be me? And right. how do I figure out who me is? Okay. I know that's bad grammar. But how do I how – do, That's okay. I'm not grading the paper, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that because it will be red, red ink all over it. Uh, the, best way to, the best way to do that is you just have to go to that soul-searching, gut-wrenching right. reflection, and that's what the questions are all about. The right questions are putting students in that position to do that. And right. I, I want to bring – I'm going to tie everything together with this. Sure. Um, so if we go back to the virtual experience, the virtual experience, so I jumped in action, created this virtual show that I love mm-hmm. I, even to this day. I, did, I just did one Tuesday night, um, I, it, so I love doing this. Well, an amazing opportunity happened of January 2021. Okay. Leading into that, I have always had this dream, this goal, it's probably a better term, of I wanted okay. to be able to be on stage, perform magic, but also share the message that I, I, I've created in my classroom. Right. Fast forward to 2021, I, and I, I never knew how to do that. I, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how I could travel and do that. And I, I know it, could, it can be done, but I just didn't know right. how. So January 2021, I get booked to do a virtual show for a college out of okay. West Virginia, and they also okay. wanted me to include a message. And then I, so I was able to do the magic that you saw, but also bring in the message I got done with that show, and I was almost in tears. Great. And at that point in time, I'm like, this is the connection I need to make. So I started right. reaching out to, to really thousands of colleges and I'm like, who okay. had this program called Trio Upward Bound. It's a nationally funded program, okay. um, and what it does is it really reaches into the high schools of the local mm-hmm. area and supports the students who would be first-generation college students. So I reached out to the colleges, and I'm like, hey, I've got this program. I'd love to share the magic with the message with you. Love to share the magic. And so I just would go on every college website and find the contact and email them and email them. Mm. And from that, I've been able to do all these college shows and, and have this, this, this impact where I'm watching my – it's kind of so cool because I'm watching this goal of mine mm. come to life. That's amazing. And it, that it, is magic. It's, it had to take life, yeah. And it's through the magic and everything else. Yeah. And itself is magic. It is. And I'll tell you, you know, one of the key questions you ask on this other side of your messaging is, are these things draining you? And what are the right questions we're asking? So what are the right questions we should be asking? I love you. Because I I was going to get to that. (laughs) I love that you asked that question. The number one question, the number one question is, what is your definition of success? What is your definition of success? And when you ask people that, their knee-jerk reaction is money right, or right. fame, and it can't be money and fame. Because think about all the celebrities who went on to kill themselves or they went into rehab, right. and they had fortune and fame so something was missing. Right. So this is one of the things I teach is I actually teach them what I like to call are the facets of success. I'm like, 
you have to look at all the areas of your life that you deem need to be healthy so right. you can feel successful. And what, mm-hmm. what do those look like? Of, co- of course, uh, um, your financial health, yes. What about your physical right. health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your education, your friendships, your relationships, your hobbies, all these right. different things. Right. And I, I actually teach my students, and I've got this big old chart hanging in one of my rooms in my house where I've actually mm-hmm. quantified these things and, like, and, and written out goals for them so I can move this chart up and down where I am for each of the categories, whether it be <clears> my relationships and, and, and with my family or my finances mm-hmm. or the book that I told you about or the, or the right. magic that I'm working on. So it's, it's right there. And, of course, then the follow-up to that is, well, how, how do we get these, these, the bar to move? How can I increase uh, my success in my relationships? Well, then comes the next question. Um, what value do you bring to the table? What value do you bring to the table? Oh, like, what are you carrying with you now? Like, right. what do you have? Right? And, and right. it's unfortunate. I think in that video, I, I, I make a joke about the only time we take stock in what we have is when we're looking for a job or looking for a, a, a new date. Oh, you right? nailed it. You nailed it, Eric. I tell you, you know, you, right? you know, the title of, your, the title of, uh, of one of your videos that I was just completely enthralled with was, Are These Things Draining You? Mm-hmm. And you know what? They do because, you know, just talking – actually just watching your video and then talking with you right now, um, I personally speaking have not been asking the right questions of myself. You know, I mean in this time and age, you know, with um, the situations being kind of precarious with jobs and that type of thing, you know, instead of asking what I have been asking, and I'm going to make a confession to you here – uh, you know, what is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why can't I get this? What can I do to do about it? I feel those are exactly the wrong questions I should be asking. So, for instance, okay, I've been sitting here, you know, with uh, a lot of time of, of getting, you know, job rejections, not getting accepted, that kind of thing. And I've been asking myself, obviously, the wrong question. What is wrong with me? What do you think would be the right question to ask? I, well, I think the right question to, to ask is, well, what value, uh, what, what value do you bring to the table, and then what value you adding, are you adding to yourself today? Right. Um, right. Because if you're constantly just living in the negative of like, well, something's wrong with me. Why don't they want me? Why don't they want me? Why don't right. they want me? Right. Well, you know your skill set, and that's, that's why you right. have to fall back on the skill set that you know you have. So right. the question of what value do you have, right. what value oh. do you bring to the table? Right. right. And you rely, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. So maybe I'm just not the fit for them right now. Maybe that's what's going on, and that's okay. Um, then you have to start looking at, okay, so, well, what value can I add to myself today? So if you're wanting to make yourself more marketable, then what is the skill set that you need to develop? Um, right. Like the, the whole facet of success, your definition of success. So what skill sets do you need to add value to today right. that's in, in two months from now, you're, you're, yourself is going to say, hey, man, thank you for doing that. And, for doing that, or two years from now, I'm like, man, you're so awesome. Thank you for learning this because now I created this new opportunity. <laughs> that's for that's the case, you know. But let me, but let me ask you this, Eric. I mean, you know, we find ourselves as being creatures of habit, and you know, mm-hmm. you keep doing something over and over and over. You're basically, you know, programming yourself. And how does one overcome that type of programming of negativity by? And, and obviously, and I'd be the first to admit it, 
you know, of this horrible, horrible feeling of being drained. How do you, how do you work towards overcoming that type of programming you've been carrying with yourself for all of these years? Uh, so that is, that is where that soul searching comes in. That's okay. when you really are looking at like, okay, okay, what are the areas in my life that are draining me? And, okay. and what is, is there something consistent and, and for, for many of us, it can be, uh, it can be even loved ones. It can be friends. It can be the music right. you're pumping into your brain. It could be right. the, the, what you're watching and what you're doing. Right. So those areas could be there, but then, then what you're saying, there might be some, some deeper rooted issues there. And that's when you have to start dissecting it. And like I mentioned oh. earlier, which is funny. That, that I regretted so many years for so many right. years about working in news and that degree, right. but I had to come to grips with them. Like, well, what, what did I gain from that? Right. And, and how can I use that moving forward? Right. And you're right. The, the habits, habits are hard to break, especially if we don't even realize, especially if we don't realize that we're in the middle of a habit. So like you're, you're asking the right questions already by saying, okay, I got some habits. All right, so guess what you need to do now? You write down what are those habits that you don't like about yourself. And you don't defeat yourself if, if you can't let, – let's say you go one day without sliding back into that old habit. Okay, that's right. great. Celebrate that. Celebrate that. Yes. And let's say you go two days and three days, and in three days you stumble. It's okay. It's okay. Now, as long as the habit is not like beating your wife or something like that, but it, <laughs> like that's not ever. Yeah, I can okay, assure you, it's Eric, okay it's flip. not that, and you would know that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, but it's you have to look at it and say, okay, you know what? I'm. It's the small successes. It's the small things in life. We have to begin to celebrate those little successes, um, which is so very important because that's what releases that dopamine in our brain. Right. And, and we're like, hey, man, I, I made it two days. Yes, this is good stuff. And that gives you that, that momentum moving forward. This is why video games are so impactful because yeah. the, the creators understand that dopamine rush that you get from it. Like, oh, I got a sure. higher score. I got this link. And, and, but we can trick our brains to do the same thing. But your, your question is the right question and saying, okay, well, what are the habits? What are the habits that I would like to curb? Right. I mean, like that, it starts with that and write them down, write them down, put them on the wall, you know, have everybody around you support you with it. A long time ago, a person told me, and I've noticed it just this evening speaking with you. A person said to me a long time ago, you know, words are things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the smallest intricate habits that, that I, I feel that I have personally is the constant repetition of negative words in my own life. And I've noticed just speaking with you um, this, this evening um, how relatively little any type of negativity has crept into what you've said and what you've talked about. And do you add – I mean, do you kind of agree with that adage that you know words are things – and, in, and as impactful as events that you experience in your life? Oh, you, we all know the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right. That's the biggest crock of bull I've ever had in my <laughs> life because I've broken a lot of bones, and they heal within six weeks. But the words, they don't, they don't heal in that time period. And, that no. is, and I love that you pointed that out. It goes back to what are you putting in your brain? 
Right. And if, if it's your own self that's saying that, right. which can be right. the most damning and damaging thing, is your own self-talk, that's where you got to start. And you got to start with, okay, you know what? Um, I got to start feeding my brain something right. that is going to be positive. And that could be listening to positive uh, music, listening to uh, motivational messages on YouTube or podcasts, right. or um, finding friends, like praying, whatever, whatever it is for you. And right. seeking that out and sorting that out, then that's going to start that. That's going to change that habit train, I, you know. And you might stumble because we might not be able to control that first thought. No, we all no. can control that second and third no. thought, you know. Yeah. And if if you see yourself having a habit of um, having a habit of that first thought popping in there being negative, well, what is it? What are the positives that you can feel? Right. 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 You know? And it's way right. more than just thinking positive. It's not just thinking positive. It is immersing yourself with positive things and talk and people. And, and man, I'll tell you what, and, and working in the teaching industry, and, and I know a lot of other industries have it as well, you've got to identify the people who are going to bring you up and the people who are going to bring right. you down. Right. Because they, they will infect you the moment you walk in the door. Hey, how was your weekend? Oh, not long enough. Boom, you've been infected. You've been infected, <laughs> my friend. Like, and you're high because you come off the weekend. You look, you walk. Hey, man, I got a strut today. I'm coming in this Monday morning. How was your weekend? Right. Oh, no, long enough. Thank <laughs> God it's Friday. They're like, come on. Like, why can't we say thank God it's Monday? Because that gives me a whole week ahead that I can do things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you got yeah. me fired up here. Let me. I'm gonna call uh, back. Yeah, it's, it's calm. funny. It's funny, but you know, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's just, it, you know, when you think about it, you know, you know, it's like. God, I could just I could just kick myself or something like that. Well, no, you need to stop saying that because mm-hmm. you know you're 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 reinforcing a negative idea, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 it's and it's something so small yet so powerful that we disregard, or I should say, society really kind of disregards in a sense. And I'm so so very happy that you are in the midst of a bunch of middle schoolers teaching him these ideas and values because I tell you, that is such a tough age and it was a tough age for me and I'm sure it was for you. And man, to be able to have that type of positivity and positive reinforcement in your life every day, no wonder you're, no wonder you're getting letters. No wonder you're getting people to come back to you. And I got to tell you, in the last five minutes of the show, I've got to ask you, um, please tell us where people can find you. People can see your virtual magic. People can see your videos. Please let us know. We really want to know. I will if I can add in one, one more of the right questions. Absolutely. And that is it. You bet. Do you, do you sabotage your potential based upon your previous failures? Do you sabotage oh. your potential based Ooh. upon your previous failures? Are you looking wow. at the stuff on past? Are you drumming right. up and say, oh, man, that, well, and, and, and all of a sudden, like, hey, man, I've applied to tw- uh, 12 jobs. I didn't get it. Oh, you know wow. what? I'm going to not – I won't make the 13th. Right. I won't, I won't make God. the 13th because the 12 others are like – looking at that, like, how are you sabotaging your own future? Guilty um, as charged. Yeah. God, man, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. You yeah. are absolutely um, correct. Thanks for letting me hijack uh, your, no, your podcast. No, no, no. Hey, remember, <laughs> Eric, this is all about you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so you're going to have to get used to that, all right? <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, yes, you can. Uh, my uh, my name's Eric Uhal. So if you type that in there, 
It's and, and I know the, the spelling is weird. It's E R I C, but Y U H A S Z. So on a keyboard, that's triangle, triangle. So how the letters line up? <laughs> y U H is a triangle. A S Z is a triangle. That's, that's how you spell my name. You can look at. Um, I do have a handful of videos that I put on the YouTube. Uh, my website's on there. Um, that has some magic stuff. I'm not a big social media guy. Um, and I, yeah. I know I've, people encourage me, but I do, I'm on Instagram. Um, well, I have an Instagram account, so let me say it that way. Um, right. And that's at Eric U. House um, is my name as well. So uh, performing performances, they're, it's, they're all over the place. Uh, tomorrow Good. night, I'll be at the, uh, at the hospital, um, at, back at Arnold Palmer. They're doing prom for the, okay. for the patients there, so I'm going to go do some magic for them there. That's great. Um, oh, uh, Saturday, Saturday, there's a big event at Rosen Hotel here in Orlando, Florida, um, and right. they are raising money for Ukraine. So I've, I've volunteered oh, to uh, myself with a team of other magicians, so we're going to do some magic there. Um, the Rosen Plaza? Is that going to be the Rosen Plaza? Yes. Okay, very yes. good. Yes. There's two so, of them there. That will be the Rosen um, Plaza. So, so that's, that's going on, and uh, you know, this summer I've got some more virtual stuff. I've got some traveling I'm going to do for some of these colleges. Um, Great. in Connecticut. Um, Great. So, yeah, yeah. Eric, you are a busy man, and I tell you what, I am so happy to hear that because the alternative sucks. And um, yeah, you know, you, you must be making an impact because you've made an impact with me tonight, and I know those that are listening and those that will listen because we're broadcasting over 70 different countries. Those that are listening uh, will feel the same. I cannot thank you enough for being on the show tonight, and I cannot thank you enough for being a guest because – as a guest, I want to research the person I'm talking to because that is the respectful thing to do. And I have learned so much from learning from you. And uh, I really appreciate all that you're doing, all that you do for the kids at school. And that in itself is a major magic trick um, because to be able to be a middle school teacher and provide positive out, you know, positive, positivity and, and, and growth and encouragement, you don't know the impact you're making on those lives because uh, that is in itself a miracle piece of magic. And for those kids at the hospital, thank you so much. Um, I can't think of anything more rewarding. And for myself, I really would like to thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you'll come back again. We'd love to hear more oh, from sure. you. Maybe when your book is published – um, I'm, oh, I'm going to call first dibs. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I'm you got to find copy. How about that? That's oh, even better. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. We're yeah. moving into the big time now. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Eric, 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 magician, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. It has been an educational evening, but it's also been a fun evening. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and uh, we hope you'll join us again next Thursday for another episode of Unscripted here at Be Unique Radio. Thank you very much. My name is Tony Taylor. Have a great evening.